It's showtime. WATP, everybody. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? I'm Kevin, and with me always uh, is Carl. Uh, We listen to podcasts so you don't have to. We want to remind our listeners, check us out on whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, on Twitter at whoarethesepod. We're always looking for new podcast suggestions, so leave us a comment, post a death threat, whatever the hell you want to do. Today we'll be reviewing a show called The Happy Homeschool. And how we do it is uh, both Carl and I listen to the podcast separately. We do not discuss it with each other beforehand. And uh, that's how it, how it goes. So uh, how you doing this week, Carl? Kevin, I'm, I'm doing great. We've had a couple of weeks off. I know uh, people are probably pretty upset. Yeah. They, sure. uh, they need their WATP fill. We're back. Yeah, I've heard uh, the, a collective sigh when uh, we said that we were coming <laughs> back. It was uh, oh, God, thank God. Yeah, we're... Thank uh, goodness. We're back. Uh, I've had a couple trips. I went to Rochester, New York, uh, hometown, Ooh. yeah, for for business, and then uh, to Vegas last week for pleasure. And uh, yeah, my wallet, I, my wallet ejaculated all over Las Vegas. That's uh, nice. What yep, lost a lot of money, and uh, here I am. So, so this week we got the happy homeschool. And uh, well, be- before we before we talk about that, I want to address the. Um, pink elephant in the room our very happy-go-lucky new theme song that yeah yes. just heard there so uh the jingles department and i got together uh because kevin requested hey why don't you guys write a song for us you idiots and we're like, oh yeah we can do that <laughs> uh so we we put together this new watp theme song and again hit us up twitter facebook let us know what you think about uh about the new intro good bad and ugly yeah, um, probably going to be you know negative because I'm sure that's just how people feel about <laughs> us. But we'll see. You know what the fuck? We'll see. Uh, how we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, all right. That, that's all I wanted to say. Let's talk about the happy homeschool. Yeah. So I don't even know how to sum this up. This the, the summary of what this show is. It's hosted by Scott and Becky. Scott was homeschooled, and Becky homeschooled her boys. <laughs> so they're both homeschool aficionados. Yeah, Scott's a little bit of a zealot. <laughs> He's very, oh, yeah. very anti-government. Uh, he comes off that way anyway. I'm fully expecting him to be a member of some kind of militia or something. Uh, oh, yeah. With the fucking way this guy talks. 
Um, very short episode, only like 20-something minutes um, for the one that, that we had mentioned a couple weeks ago we were going to listen to. Um, I don't know if you listened to any other ones besides the one. Okay, I, I listened to a bunch of them. Okay, I, I just picked the one uh, mm-hmm. that we did. I picked that one apart. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to get into it here, if you have a... Yeah, I have a track that I'd love to play to start things off because when you think about the topic of homeschooling, Kevin and I both went to public schools, probably most of our listeners haven't. There's a stigma with homeschooled people, and I think the reason why a lot of us look at that as not the best option is summed up in track 25, uh, what I call exactly. A lot of parents feel like, you know, how can I teach physics to my kids, or how can I teach calculus to my kids? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that my parents could not teach me calculus or physics. You think so? <laughs> you never I, know, know. I know that for a fact. I have to show them how to use Excel, so I'm pretty sure they can't teach me. <laughs> no, mom, you fill fill down. No, 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 no. You just fill down. You don't have to keep type. All right, no, type, type it. That's fine. Control That's fine. V. It's, it's called paste. <laughs> what? Yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so fucking true, though. But I mean, it, it seems like all, and maybe this is just an overgeneralization, but a lot of homeschooled kids, <clears throat> excuse me, are religious. Is that a fair statement to say? Like, it's usually uber-religious uh, people who don't want their kids going to public school. I think that's a fair statement. I don't know if there's any statistics that I've researched recently, but it does seem like these types of families don't agree with the outside world at all. It's all about their religion and their church. So they want to keep everything close to the best. Yeah. And they don't like the two hosts just do. They don't have any like real chemistry with each other. It's it's very forced. Like here's the introductions of, of them on the podcast here. I'm Scott and I was homeschooled. And I'm Becky and I loved homeschooling my boys. It's just really awkward. Like she's just... All right. <laughs> so I want to point something out since you played that clip because that episode that you listened to, they produced these differently. Oh, but, okay. But that one, you can tell that they have just one microphone that they're passing back and forth. They just lean in. <laughs> well, it's it's not even leaning in, which would make more sense because there's that pause when they uh, when they switch talking. Play track four, I call this. I think these assholes are handing the mic back and forth. And we help you put it in place. You know, and that is such a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I enhanced that a little bit, but you can tell that he's like shuffling the thing over here. Uh, Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) They they didn't learn audio engineering and homeschool. it's funny. They should totally, sh- they should share the mic like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. <laughs> like get back to back. Dream on! Somehow that would be less awkward, which is surprising. <laughs> That's a pretty awkward move. Uh, yeah. So this Scott guy gets really, it doesn't take him long into the show to really get on his fucking soapbox. He wheels that fucker out and puts it down. And it immediately goes after it. So I have a track here called Oh, Oh, Here We Go. If you send your kids to public school, you're letting the government be the designer of your kid's room. 
And when I say room, I mean your kid's brain or their education. Yeah, so they make this analogy in this episode. And I think you pointed this out a couple of weeks ago when we reviewed or uh, teased it. The room, he says that homeschooling is like interior decoration. So you have an empty room, which is your child's brain. And you're in charge of, of putting the furniture and decorating it the way you want. But the go- if you let the government do it, they're going to do it the way they want to do it. You know, the government is going to fucking put uh, shitty Ikea furniture in your, in your kid's <laughs> room. Right. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to have the right poster to hang up. It's not going to be uh, What's Her Nuts from uh, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> it's it's going to be a hang in there, baby. <laughs> right. <Kid>. Exactly. <laughs> the fucking government doesn't, doesn't get it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this guy Why just. Why couldn't I think of her name just now? Is it Cheryl Teagues? No, not Cheryl Teagues. Uh, Oh my god! (laughs) Shit, we're we're old enough to know this. Oh, Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. There we go. Yes, because Farrah is a weird name. I think that's what was bothering me about it. Yeah, and Fawcett is just well. I mean, that's a plumbing fixture, as we we know. But um, (laughs) went to public schools. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. I I took a whole uh, class on on plumbing fixtures. Kevin, can I can I take it from that spot where you just set it up? Because I have a clip. It might overlap with what you just played a little bit, but I call this over-explaining the interior decorator analogy. <laughs> and then I have a follow-up. Play track two. Yeah, so you start with the empty room, and then the client hires the designer. If you send your kids to public school, instead of having you as the parent be the designer of their room, you're letting the government be the designer of their room. You're letting the committee of the government decide what goes where in your child's education in their empty room. So I took that clip, Kevin, and I was like, I don't think he's getting across. There's no production to this show. It's like I don't think he's getting across really emphasizing the point he's trying to make. So I helped him out a little bit. I called this track. It's the exact same uh, clip. I call this public schools are scary. Play track three. Yeah, so you start with the empty room, and then the client hires the designer. If you send your kids to public school, instead of having you as the parent be the designer of their room, you're letting the government be the designer of their room. You're letting the committee of the government decide what goes where in your child's education in their empty room. (laughs) Join me together with the new public school is father and son. I mean, that's basically what he thinks the government is, the evil empire. It's basically (laughs) just picturing Vader up there like, they will learn math. (laughs) Yeah, I was was just expecting, like, gun-cocking noises in the background as he's saying that shit. It's just like (laughs) he's putting on a fucking bandolier of of bullets and uh, getting his uh, Confederate flag ready. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there where it's just – and his voice gets louder. Even during it, um, fired up. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one to call. Put down the gun. I don't know if this is overlap, but uh, let's see. Instead of having you as the parent be the designer of their room, oh, so I think you're letting the, the government be the designer of their room. You're letting the committee. See, of- he gets like his. It's like a crescendo of fucking voice. He's like, yes. Instead of being in the room, then you've got the fucking government get in your shit. <laughs> <laughs> The answer to 1984 is 1776. 
Alex Jones. Yeah, I was going to say he turns into Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, false flag uh, operation. Uh, yeah, so... Don't try not me! <laughs> um, I don't like the female... Uh, no, Becky sucks. Yeah. <laughs> She's... Here's her, her... Yuck her voice is what I call this one. To serve a purpose and fill needs for your child's future. But you also want to have fun along the way and add some color and splash in there. Ugh. Again, ta- <laughs> talking about decorating the room. Uh, she seems like the type of girl who would bring uh, jello to a potluck. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if you've looked this girl up. If you've gone to uh, Becky'sHomestead.com. <laughs> I-, I did not. <laughs> oh, boy. She's uh, she's something else, man. I'm a fan. I'm in. Oh boy, <laughs> do I need to go there now and look? Or uh, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. <laughs> Tell you a lot about what we're what we're dealing with here. All right. Um, okay, Becky's Homestead dot org. <laughs> Well, originally, then one of the shows, they said, go to beckysfarm.tv. So I went there, but that was busted. But she does still have this site. I should mention that this show was around for like a year and a half between 2009 and 2010. And it's sad because our buddy Scott, he talks about checking him out on Twitter a lot. He was on Twitter from October 2009, and his last tweet was November 5th of 2010. So he gave up on this pretty quickly. <laughs> Homeschoolers tend to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the uh, you know the, the fortitude yeah, to go through. They haven't been through the gauntlet, through. <laughs> right? Um, I'm Becky's homestead. Okay, I see. Uh, I assume as Becky uh, with a giant, uh, hopefully lemonade, not piss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, she looks yeah. about what I thought she would probably look like. So, uh, all right. Well. Yeah. Becky is a pretty large dude. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with him. Oh, shit. Um. He kind of he, he looks like uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. If you, put a, if you put a kilt on him. Uh, could you imagine Becky and They Live, too? <laughs> put on the glasses. I mean, uh, put on the glasses. Uh, so... Here's just more hateable voice. You know, you don't want to do three or four subjects and then throw in some soccer and music lessons, dancing lessons, going to the library. And that can really pile up if you have two or three kids. And it just becomes so overwhelming for you and your children. More isn't necessarily better speaking on a day-to-day basis. So... Yeah. Is it nor like so homeschool kids like you're you're supposed to do like sports and like gym and all that shit with them too? I have no idea. I have no idea, but since you asked that question, I have a really good clip. Um track 8. I find this wildly confusing. I think another really important aspect of homeschooling is this sounds really trivial, but it does make a difference in the health of your children. Is exercise. In in public school, your kids just do not get the physical activity and exercise they need to be healthy children. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Kevin, when I went to school, 
we had gym class. I played soccer, football, lacrosse. We played hockey. Have you ever seen a kid playing hockey by himself or <laughs> football by himself? It's depressing. There's not a lot of... He'll throw the ball up in the air, catch it, and then start crying. It's not a lot of <laughs> physical activity. What the hell is she talking about? Homeschoolers get more physical activity. What is she talking about? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what where she's getting. You know, all right, we're time state. We'll start doing jumping jacks. <laughs> Six times seven. I need you to do squat thrusts while you're doing your times tables, honey. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I don't understand this world because obviously we didn't, you know, grow up in it and stuff, but I just feel like this makes a kid into an introvert in a lot of ways, or it totally the opposite direction. As soon as they get some social interaction with other kids, they're like, fuck this home shit. And then they're like, you know, fucking injecting heroin into their dick and like just going crazy like they just go the opposite direction you say that because i listened to this other show that was only scott becky wasn't on it and he started promoting prostitution which i think (laughs) is another area where you go play track 24 listen to this because at the end of the day it's just that simple you can make or do something of value to other people and then exchange that for a paycheck it's just that simple. Yeah. Is there any other way to interpret that? You can make or do things to other people in exchange for a paycheck. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Between the lines here, Scott. He goes into that a lot on this one, too, the episode I listened to, where he's like, yeah. the whole reason of school is to make something, not to spend money. You make it things, and then you exchange the things that you've made for money. That's how the world works. I think this is him saying that. You might ask the, the the next question might be how do I make money? How do I make money? You have to make something of value for people, and then people give you money for that thing of value. <laughs> so I, I have some clips that I want to play. That uh, again, it's I'm from this same show where he's talking about money. Play track nine, and I I just want to tell you that I don't know that I agree with this at all. And ask them. What is money for? And see what they say. You know, if you ask that question to, you know, 10 people, I bet you all 10 will say money is for spending. So the he says if you ask 10 people, all 10 will tell you money is for spending. Typically when you say if you ask 10 people, you'll say nine of them will say or eight of them will say because you're trying to give a percentage yeah. What's the point of saying all 10 out of 10? You could say 5 out of 5, 100 out of 100. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't agree. No one would say, what's money for? Money is for spending. Well, and then he goes on. All right, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, unless if he's saying that he's asking kids, like little kids, then <laughs> maybe maybe that's, you know, but accurate. Then he goes on and, and explains that spending is not the main uh, feature of money. Play track 10. Spending is a secondary thing, not the primary thing. It's, it's a feature. It's not the primary feature. It's a, it's a sub-feature. Wait, spending money is a sub-feature of money? Does that make any sense? <laughs> no, but did you, hear, about? did you hear Becky in the background go, mm-hmm? Yeah, yeah, because they have to pass the mic back. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think they should spend some money on another microphone. If they're going to continue. <laughs> right. Obviously, they don't think that money is for spending. They have one mic between the two of them. <laughs> oh, but uh, I, I don't understand this whole idea where he's like, people think money is for spending. It's not. Money is for making. No, you dummy. Money is so we don't have to figure out that we trade things with people who have something that we want. We have a common trade currency that we can get the things that we need that we're not necessarily good at producing ourselves. <laughs> this doesn't, I don't understand what the hell this guy is talking about with this whole analogy. What I'm trying to say, okay, Carl, I'm trying to say <laughs> right. that if you go out and you kill 17 foxes and three wolves, you right. can take their pelts and you can trade those for school books, specifically <laughs> textbooks. And did you know that... 20 out of 20 kids will say that they never reached the end of their textbook. Holy in shit. Class. Can, I, can I play my track on yeah, that? Yeah, I knew this was coming, so. <laughs> you probably have it too. Yeah. But I love this because this guy cannot stop himself from saying the word textbook. <laughs> so, of course, I put some uh, markers in there so you can count how many times he says it. Track six, I call textbook mania. And this is something they don't talk about too much in public school. They never finish the textbook. They never ever get to the last page of the textbook. You know, on the last day of the school year, they are, they are not on the last page of that textbook. They're fortunate if they get 70% through the textbook. Because there's the textbooks are overstuffed. Have you ever gotten to the end of the textbook ever? And you know, one thing we can do as homeschoolers is get to the end of the textbook. We can make a bumper sticker that says that. I'm a homeschooler, and I finished the textbook. Kevin, that would be the world's <laughs> worst bumper sticker. Uh, it's right next to uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Kill Obama stickers on the back of your uh, of your Ford. That's what I see can down I here. Can I tell you what my, the best bumper sticker is ever? What? Tennis is my racket. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw that bumper sticker in a, a Delta Sonic uh, about nine years ago, and I haven't, I haven't forgotten it. You haven't looked back. Uh, <laughs> Every bumper sticker I see since then, I just judge against that. Well, it's not as good as tennis as my racket, but it's all right. Uh, there's a there's a point in here where he talks about skills, and yes. boy, do they talk about skills. I should have done a little dinger like you did here, where I yeah. counted them many times he said skills. Let's see uh, between the two of them how many times they say it. No. The thing we learn is skills. Skills so you can make things, so you can make money, so you can make products, so you can make inventions, so you can make businesses. And also, you know, skills that benefit you at home. You have your home life. So you need skills in cooking, skills in making repairs around the house skills and upkeep. I mean, that skills list is endless of what you can teach your children that will benefit them. <laughs> is that David Lee Roth? <laughs> yeah, he's hanging out with me today. Oh, all right. That's cool. I didn't know he yeah, was Yeah, these guys over-explain the easiest shit to understand. It goes with, what I love about this show is that everything they say goes without saying. Yeah. Where they talk about just the most ridiculous, mundane topics, and then they over-explain it as if the people listening to the show are as dumb as they are. <laughs> Maybe they are. Actually, now I think about it, that might actually make sense. Like this, uh, this saying? And you want skills so you can get stuff done. 
games. Yes. We're not just learning a bunch of trivia. That's not the purpose of education. <laughs> At one point, he's like, unless you're going to be on a game show. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, oh! I'm a game show player. It's like, okay. Well. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Boy, Scott, you got my number. <clears throat> Can I tell you, I have a track out here called OMG, This Guy is Adult. If you listen to this, he actually reboots his brain halfway through the sentence. Play track seven. Public school is one size fits all. You know, if you ever tried to, you know, the thing about public school is it's one size fits all. And it's made that way because they have such a wide diversity of people. I love that he actually decides to do a do-over. You know, he starts the sentence, it goes nowhere, so he starts it all over again and tries it again. It's hilarious. He does. He stops. He sounds like a kid. Yeah, he stops himself too at the end when he's doing like his promos. He fucks up the email and he he does it again. There's that. If you have any questions, we're here to answer them. You can email them to help. uh, No, you can email them to homeschoolshow at gmail.com. You can also see what we're up to on Twitter. The Twitter name is Help Homeschool. It's H-E-L-P-H-O-M-E-S-C-H-O-O-L. Why did he have to spell that? I I didn't clip that, but I almost did because I was thinking the same thing. Help Homeschool is the easiest thing to spell ever. (laughs) Again, who's the audience here? They're like, well, will he slow down? What was it? We're just dumb idiots from public school. We don't know what help homeschool, how to spell that. What's Twitter mean? <laughs> what the hell is Twitter? Is that the thing with the bird or the blue fucking F or whatever? Um, you know, uh, I while I was listening to this, I, uh, I rung up my good friend. Uh, his name is uh, Cobra Commander. Oh, good. Yeah, and I asked uh, Cobra Commander, you know, what his thoughts about homeschooling were. And uh, while I pre-recorded something uh, that he that he sent to me because I, I got his permission because he lives in California now and that you need to have the permission over the phone for the oh, right, recording, yeah. right? You know. So uh, let me play that for you real quick. Hello, yes, hey, Kevin, how you doing? I I wanted to comment here about this goddamn homeschooling podcast because. Most of my uh, people on my team of Cobra here are all homeschooled, okay? Uh, That's just a little-known fact. I didn't know if you knew that. But uh, I just wanted to say that uh, homeschooled people are fucking stupid, all right? The the entirety of my Cobra team has been homeschooled. They're complete idiots. They do not know how to kill G.I. Joe. They try every single week. Uh, They have fucking laser guns. And they cannot kill these goddamn bastards. Uh, I'm so frustrated, but I just wanted to let you know that this is uh, the way of the world now. Uh, Goddamn Destro uh, seems that he needs to teach these these people from home. They they can't send them to goddamn public school uh, where they would, you know, maybe get laid and, uh, you know, do some things that are are encouraging and, and, and normal and social. No, we have to sit home and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for these bastards. Uh, he, you know, he sends them out. He could send them out with fucking Uncrustables to a goddamn public school if he wanted to. But he doesn't. He he, he makes sure they're home and, 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 you know, they have to wear the same uniforms. It's ridiculous. I want a goddamn... I want dreadnoughts. You know what? Those guys are public school. Zatan, public school. 
All right? It's, it's, it's simple. It's very, very simple. Anyway, I'll let you guys go. Hope, have fun with the episode, all right? Whoa, that, that one went deep a little bit. You have to really know a lot about Cobra to, just to follow that one. Yeah, I, I was uh, surprised that he, uh, that he called. You know, what I love? you know what I love about that setup is that <laughs> this is the way I took it. Carl, I'm going to riff on the Cobra Commander impression. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. <laughs> I'm going to pretend this is pre-recorded, so you just shut the fuck up. Well, the funny part of uh, halfway through that, I was like, oh, shit, he can't talk because this is supposed to be re <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll just let him go. Let's see oh, shit. It's a lot easier when I have someone to play off of. That's hilarious. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we've been next off for two weeks. Like, <laughs> next time, say, hey, I, Cobra Commander called. I pre-recorded it. But he pauses at times, so go ahead and just interject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it was a garbage fire. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Cobra really does suck at killing G.I. Joe, and it makes sense. Well, I mean, they've been trying forever, you know, and it, it's right. it's interesting. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Skeletor is very similar. You know, Skeletor's got a whole bunch of these weird fucking beasts and shit. They're all extremely cut. I think they all shop at GNC. They're very, very muscly, uh, but uh, they can never kill He-Man. He-Man is just a, too elusive uh, for him. And, and and He-Man is, I mean, come on, he's you know he's pretty he's pretty built, but I mean he does have a stupid fucking bowl cut, you know, haircut and stuff. And uh, yeah, but Kevin, it's hard to defeat someone when you can't bend your elbows. They're always just <laughs> of that constant semi bent nature. It's hard to get around or punch yeah. someone. That is true. I never in really their thought. Defense. In their defense. I never really thought about it that much. And then he's got that, you know, He-Man's got that Orko fucking wizard thing, you know, and he... Anyway, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. The villains never seem to win, <clears throat> and I that's just, the problem. I just hope Skeletor didn't leave you a voicemail, because I just don't have time for that shit. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't call me. All right, good. <laughs> he sounds eerily too much like uh, Govery Commander, so... <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so I listened to this one episode um, that was, I think, an older episode. The sound quality's garbage, and uh, they're talking about reading and teaching your kids how to read. And there's some interesting things going on here. Uh, let's start with track eleven. It doesn't matter what age your kids are; you should read to them. Um, another thing is you can always read to them. That's really important. And it doesn't matter how old the child is. It doesn't have to be a two or three year old. You can read to an eight or even a 12, 15 year old. That, that wrapped up pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be two or three. It can be 15. Like what? <laughs> Could you imagine reading to a 15 year old? Like, all right, mom, shut the fuck up. I'm playing video games. <laughs> all right, sit down. Now, Katniss. Was going after. Right. <laughs> I do not like green eggs and ham, Sam. I am all right. Wow, we get it. Reading them, young a or YA fucking fiction in the Divergent series, book number two. We're going to get into that right now. All right. Twilight is something that you should really listen to. Okay. Um, yeah, that that's a. I, I I like the the noise in the background. It sounds like they yeah, probably. Great. Yeah, they probably have like you know seventeen kids in a sweatshop, uh, you know, <laughs> making making like fucking blankets for horses or some shit. That's life on the farm. That's life on the farm when you're homeschooled. So I mentioned before, Kevin, that they talk about things that everybody knows, and it's nothing groundbreaking. You'd be like, oh, I learned something from listening to this. But here is one exception to that. Play track twelve. 
you know, obviously lots of books. You can buy books online and everything. <laughs> Did you know that you can buy books online? And really? Oh, God, I didn't I didn't realize that you could do that. You know, there's uh <clears throat> Is it it's a new thing? Oh, it's yeah. uh that's interesting. I thought you had to go to uh a bookstore and then uh, watch them handcraft the book for you. Uh, they bind it right there in front of you and uh No, no, that's, that hasn't been the case for a long time actually. Wow. All right. Well, I guess I, I need I, to I purchase them on the internet. Phew. So we've established that this Scott guy is not the brightest bulb. This is a great example of that. And actually, I love that um, that Becky is involved in this too because it proves that she's an idiot. Play track 13. I remember that when I was younger, I really liked maps. And so like a, a big book of maps of the world, I found that endlessly fascinating. So, you know, maybe uh, getting a big map book or a big... Um, What's it called? Atlas. Getting a big atlas. Yeah. Or almanac. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they call it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Start getting your your homeschooler interested in different subjects. Because a a big book of maps is something that I found really interesting when I was younger. Oh. He had it. He had it. He's like, it's an atlas. But he was uh, an almanac. And she's like, yep. mm -hmm, Yep. (laughs) It's not an almanac. It's an atlas. You had it. What do you call a big book of maps? Oh, fucking idiot. And what's great about that is that this episode's all about reading and teaching your kids to read. And he's like, I like books full of maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you fucking idiot. All right, sit down. We're going to read tonight. Here we go. Papua New Guinea. Uh, <laughs> Brazil. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting one, right? Uh, Madagascar. Oh. Ripper. What's this? Ripper. <laughs> Ripper. <laughs> the V makes a V sound. <laughs> God. Here's, oh, uh, I like here's this one here at the bottom. It says N-W-S-E. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Uh, no. I think that's not safe for work. I not think it's for work. That's probably got dicks and stuff. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> so here's um, here's... After he talks about how much he likes maps, Becky has a, a dynamite drop in. Uh, play track 14. Also, when my kids were little and I homeschooled, I did get um, maps, you know, big maps. I'd open them up and tape them on the wall. And, you know, I'd get smaller maps of the United States and all the different states there. And just, you know, whatever interesting thing you can have and just tape it on the wall and let the kids look at it. Make sure it's, you know, taped down low enough so the child can stand in front of it. It seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. <laughs> These assholes are homeschooling children. She's she's explaining how she taped mats on the fucking wall. <laughs> but but make sure you use tape because... Uh... Uh, so, so Child Protective Services, uh, yeah, I just want you to check out this Becky woman. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me play you a clip of her show. Make sure you use tape, all right? Because if you use, uh, I think if you try to use tax, it's a little too permanent. And when the government tries to overthrow our state, we want to be able to run in a quick, in a hurry, all right? So yeah. take all the maps. <laughs> Don't use your staple gun. We need to use those for the government. Nothing's going to slow you down, all right? Just tape it up there and you can rip it down when you need to. All right. So, Kevin, here's a track. And I'm just kind of going along from this episode that I found fascinating about reading. Um, I call this one, Get Ready for Some Knowledge. Play track 15. 
Exactly. A child that starts reading when they're seven is going to catch up or be equal to a child that started reading when they were three. It's not going to be a handicap at all. No. What? So he, he just states as a fact that if you start reading at seven or three, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. No research to support it. She's like, oh, yeah, of course. We'll just start reading whatever you want. Oh, God. Holy Kevin, shit. Did you know that Eddie Van Halen didn't play a guitar until he was 32? That is a true story. It doesn't matter when you start, dude. Yeah, you could be you could be a virtuoso uh, at any age. At any age, I'm going to be an amazing film director. I've never directed a movie before, <laughs> but I don't know why I can't start like in three years and just be Spielberg. I don't understand what the difference yeah, is. I mean, you know, according to if you're homeschooled, you could. I mean, this, that could have <laughs> worked out that way. But we were public schooled, so therefore we're the evil. They literally go into this whole diatribe about if your kids aren't ready to start learning how to read, then don't worry about it. Just wait. You know, you can teach them when they're seven or eight. They they literally say, start teaching your kids how to read when they're eight. And these are the people giving advice to homeschoolers. <laughs> and no wonder their show didn't last very long. I love this track. This goes right after that. Um, it's track 16 on here. And is explaining how if you don't want to teach your kids how to read, there's other things you can do. So if you were, if you did have a child, if you did have a homeschooler that was going to not start reading until maybe seven, what you'd want to do is focus on teaching them the alphabet, the phonics sounds, like uh, what each letter, the sound each letter makes, and just read to them. He's explaining teaching someone how to read. If you don't want to teach them how to read, teach them the alphabet and all the fucking sounds the letters make. Yeah, well, that's reading, you dummy. <laughs> This is oh O. God. O is for overthrow the government, and <laughs> F is for f- fascist society. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, hey, that was something else right there. Hey, Carl. Hey. Oh, hey, it's Nick Cage. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that it's totally cool if you tape things up on your kid's wall. Yeah, you like know? what? What would you tape up there? Well. For one, I would tape up the Declaration of Independence. Oh, <laughs> catchphrase, catchphrase McGee over here. <laughs> oh. Does he ever say that once in the movie? Because I was looking, at, I, was trying, <laughs> I was trying to clip him saying the Declaration of Independence, and it's like doesn't exist. I don't think he says it. <laughs> In your mind, that's all he says in that movie. That's all he says. Declaration of Independence. That's all he says in any movie. Like, you can watch The Rock, and he's like, "We need to get off this prison island." And uh, he's like, "Yes, we do. We need to get off of this island. I think we should get over there." And uh, he's like, "Well, uh, if we get over there, we we could do it by floating on the Declaration of Independence." Well, remember in uh, in leaving Las Vegas, he's like, "I gotta leave Las Vegas to find the declaration." <laughs> exactly. I mean, every movie has that. I mean, he's like, you know, that one movie is like uh, the Wicker Man. He goes, uh, "Oh, the bees, the bees, oh, the bees are eating the Declaration of Independence." Oh, yeah, it's it's pretty much how it goes. Um, yeah, you notice that I'm not good at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed I that? I was riveted just now. I thought I was watching the movie a lot. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, boy. Whew. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> All right. Here's a fun clip, Kevin. I call this What I'm Specifically Reading. Play track 17. All right. 
is the Country Wisdom and Know How book. And what I'm specifically reading in the book. <laughs> what I'm specifically reading in the book. So she combines the words specifically and basically, I think is what happened there, specifically. And what I loved about it is as soon as she realized she said a word that doesn't exist, she sped up her speech to try to just get past it. Like, we'll just keep going. We're just going to tumble through this one. It's fine. Yeah. God forbid you should edit it out. <laughs> you know, I mean, right, right. No, she just wanted to do a shoulder roll and then hop up and move out. Like, okay. <laughs> no one noticed. Uh, well, it's a hot mic, Becky. Pass it back. <laughs> if you're going to be saying, making up words. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this show was a pile of shit. I, I mean, I don't think that we're 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 giving it enough uh, credit for being horrible. It's there, garbage. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think even if I had kids, and I was going to stay home with those kids and teach them subjects such as uh, how to say specifically and <laughs> uh, maps and and things like that, even then I would be like this. This is a horrible podcast, and I will not uh, listen anymore for this. And and by the way, who who knows anything about getting a podcast wouldn't know that there's books available online. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. <laughs> there's this weird thing where you're talking to these rednecks who live on a farm somewhere in East Ginger Fuck, Pennsylvania. I don't know anything. <laughs> Ginger Fuck. <laughs> and somehow they're... They're downloading their podcasts and, and they're listening to each new episode as it comes out. <laughs> it doesn't seem to make a ton of sense, especially considering this is eight years old now. Yeah. Oh, boy. So here's here's a um, – there was like a three-minute long show called Why I, I Don't Like Math Teachers. <laughs> oh, boy. And this is – yeah, this is great. So when Scott does shows by himself, there's a bunch of ones where Becky's not involved. This is how he starts them off. Play track 18. This is the Happy Homeschool. My name is Victor Scott, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about the problem with math teachers. Right, Victor Scott. Yeah, these name changes, too. All of a sudden, he's Victor Scott. I thought his name was Scott. Okay. But I love that he's like, my problem with math teachers, they say things that make my brain hurt. I don't (laughs) like the math teachers. (laughs) They be talking about numbers and stuff. Oh. God. So, so here, let's let's go on this ride for a minute. Here I have him setting up why he hates math teachers. Play track 19. I think part of the reason that young people are turned off by learning is math teachers' insistence on cramming loads of jargon down students' throats. Oh, that's a, that's a poor choice of words coming from Scott. <laughs> you should never put loads down students' throats. <laughs> <laughs> you learn nothing. We know that's for, that's reserved for public school. That's <laughs> a public school only affair. That is not <laughs> happening at home school. Oh boy. So, that's... you know, he he says you know you shouldn't cram jargon down someone's throat. What is an example of jargon? Play track twenty. Example, which sounds more exciting and inviting? Multiplying and dividing rational expressions. Or, how algebra is used to make video games. Alright, so those are two completely different things to say. He's not comparing the exact same sentence, just said a different way. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Uh, (laughs) uh, Nick Cage uh, doesn't like jargon either, I've heard. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Some examples of jargon for me would be Constitution, Bill of Rights. They're all (laughs) jargon. (laughs) That's not what jargon means. It's just a bunch of jargon. It's made up. That's not even close. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Nick just gave in. He just gave up. Maybe I'm the idiot. <laughs> All right, fuck me then. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck I do him. I know? My only, my only good Nick Cage impression is when he reacts to someone that he doesn't even want to be listening to. He just, he always does this in every movie. Huh? <laughs> I like when he See gets overly dramatic. And he's like, "You're gonna," hurt. like he, it's like real, real oh, in your I face. Yeah, like I love when he's being attacked by bees. I, it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, The Wicker Man is such a great movie because he punches a woman in the face. <laughs> he punches. Why a is woman. that funny? It's just hilarious because he's wearing like a bear mask or something. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but uh, maybe that, maybe I'm going to be controversial. But this is where I take a stand. I don't like <laughs> punching women in the face. I don't. I don't either. But it's hilarious. <laughs> It's hilarious to see Nick Cage in a fucking bear face mask running and then just randomly punching a woman in the face before he gets bees dumped on his head. It's a very, very random movie. Uh, I'll punch anybody in the face. I don't care. Like I said, I don't got to believe in the Bill of Rights. Kevin, I feel bad. I know you're losing interest in the Happy Homeschool, and I still have tons more clips. <laughs> That's okay. Go, go for it. I mean, here's the deal. And people know this who've listened to our show. Kevin gets to control the final editing. So if I go on too long and just play way too many clips that are just the same shit over and over again, it'll all get cut out. We'll take care of it in post. So. It'll be 45 minutes of Nick Cage at the end. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. You know what might be a uh, fun exercise is to me to record a whole bunch of one-word answers and have you make your own show. <laughs> it's just me reacting to Cobra Commander and Nick Cage. I'm just going, oh, yeah, right? Uh-huh. you just laughing and then feeding me lines so I can uh, continue to do. Yeah. And then what? <laughs> and then musical guests. <laughs> I just do – I go into Don Pardo. I do everything that I can do. I just look at my phone and there's seven new episodes of WATP. I'm like, what? I don't remember doing any of this. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been very busy. <laughs> Sweet. I figured out how to do a, a convincing uh, Nixon. Uh, i got to work it in somehow. Uh, Track 21, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting back to jargon. This is a, this is a fun analogy. This guy make, This guy talks about a lot of analogies that make zero sense. Here's another great example. Teaching jargon is like asking the other person to marry you on the first date. What? 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 <laughs> what? It doesn't make any sense. I, I'm not going to justify that one with any further explanation. The next track, track 22, you know, he's talking about how just memorizing things is not helpful. and That's what public schools do. This guy, if there's ever been someone who doesn't give a shit about the capital of Brazil, it's this guy. Play track 22. You may be able to get an A on your history exam and memorize the capital of Brazil, but try showing your landlord your report card when he asks for the rent. It doesn't work. Knowing the capital of Brazil doesn't pay the bills. (laughs) That could be a bumper sticker. Now that is a bumper sticker. (laughs) That's quite the rhyme he has. Yes. 
Knowing the capital of Brazil doesn't pay the bills, teacher. <laughs> you fucking idiots. We don't need no education. <laughs> we don't need no thought control. All right, here's a here's another doozy. Track 23. This is another analogy. And this one, he's saying the public schools treat children like they're a museum. Public school treats young people's minds like they're a museum. They start with a bunch of empty rooms, and all they care about is filling up each room with a painting goes on this wall, and this piece of furniture goes over here, and then this artwork goes over in that corner, and they, everything has its place, and once it's filled up, it's ready to go, and you never touch it again. Like a museum. Has <laughs> this guy oh, ever been to a museum? Oh my god. Does he think that you build a museum and then it never changes? You just walk away from it? <laughs> You've never heard of like a new exhibit at a museum, you fucking retard? The way museums work is you put a bunch of paintings in and then you never touch it again and everyone abandons it. Like, no. That's not how museums work at all. It's not even close. Public schools treat children just like a museum. There's a suggested donation of $5 to get in. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you get they get your email address it's non-stop emails asking for more money you uh they treat them just like a museum that means you have to put headphones on and walk around and stare at things while listening to someone else's voice um, i actually only know about museums from the movie night at the museum three it's the only <laughs> education i've had on museums. uh ben stiller is my teacher he uh <laughs> He's a very good teacher. Robin Williams is pretty much phoning it in at this point, but uh, it's still good. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say that uh, I do just adore the Night at the Museum movies. Uh, because that's really what happens in a museum. I don't know if you knew that, but everything does come alive at night. Uh, that's why you don't go to museums. You avoid those. <laughs> So you avoid museums as if they were a public school. Just, yes. get the fuck just away. like a kid's brain. You avoid it. <laughs> get away from it when it comes alive. Just mute it. Push it down. Stuff it down so it doesn't uh, rise up. So, Kevin, there was one other episode I listened to. It was called Is Homeschooling Legal? <laughs> is the title of this episode. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's play track 26, Is Homeschooling Legal? So the... um. The question we're going to talk about today in this episode is, is homeschooling legal? Mm -hmm. uh, as, far as, as far as in different countries around the world, you'd have to look that up. We're, in this podcast, we mostly focus on the United States, but uh, you'd have to consult your own local laws if you're in another country. Epic fail. <laughs> is homeschooling legal? I'm not sure. I don't know. Where do you live? <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> I, I lost my map. All I know is the United <laughs> States. My map fell yeah. off the wall. I, I, I put a map on the wall and I write whether it's legal or illegal. <laughs> so and in if... this episode, Kevin, this is a, another one with both uh, Victor Scott now. I guess it's V. Scott and Becky. And I have this uh, clip. It's called The World's Worst Advice. Um, play track 28. Uh, but they, those are the states that have strict regulations uh, where you have to send a letter, you have to turn in test results, your curriculum has to be approved by the state, 
and then um, you may get home visits by state officials. So these states are the the vast minority where they, they make you jump through a lot of hoops. But and that's if they enforce all those to the T. A lot of times they don't. And, you know, just don't let that detour you. Just go ahead and homeschool and, you know, everything you need is out there. So Becky's advice is, Last listen, they probably won't even enforce the law. <laughs> Feel free to break it. You know, if you're thinking about drinking and driving tonight, it's only a problem if there's a roadblock. Usually <laughs> there isn't a roadblock. You can just get home. Don't worry about it. That's the worst advice I've ever heard. <laughs> there's a lot of states that make you jump through hoops uh, to have things done. Unless you're teaching your kids hoop jumping, which is uh, the number one subject you should teach and homeschool is hoop jumping. How to get through hoops, uh, how to hula hoop, uh, how to do lots of different things with hoops. You need skills for hoops. If uh, you're setting your hoop on fire, I recommend gasoline. It burns slow and hot. Mm-hmm. And you can own your own tiger. That is legal. And you can have him jump through the hoop. So if you're, if you're looking to start a circus uh, or just join one, uh, perhaps, uh, then... <laughs> Hoop jumping is very important. All right, before we get too far off, I have now World's Worst Advice Part 2. One thing that I have found uh, when I was younger and just in my life in general is, uh, personally, myself, I do enjoy playing video games. But one, one piece of advice that I would give and that I do myself is only have one video game console in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, he's explaining that having video games is very distracting. So if you're homeschooling and the TV has a video game console hooked up to it, that can be distracting. So his advice to get around that, just have uh, Xbox One. You don't have to have the PlayStation 4 as well. What are, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> as if there are a billion games for every console. How does that help in any way? Or, or so many people that have multiple consoles in their house. I mean... I don't understand this at all. Only have one console. Now, I was poor, you know, homeschool. Yeah, I think it's synonymous. And so we just had one video game console. And that's what I recommend to everybody else, too. <laughs> NES is all you need. When he says video game console, he means the that they take out puppets and they reenact right. <laughs> the game that they're playing. Grab See? that coin. Ba-ding, ba-ding. I'm playing uh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, that means you've got to fuck me in the car. All right? It's the hooker scenario. <laughs> um, what, I, I wonder mean, what games he plays the advice on this show is just garbage advice I, I don't understand why people start shows where they think they're smarter than other people when they're just the dumbest dolts on the planet it's so bizarre yeah uh, well I, I agree <laughs> and that that's coming from two idiots that are right. reviewing podcasts two of the dumbest dolts on the planet <laughs> these people suck so I do have a compilation I put together that shows that Scott sucks at talking, which normally is not something I make fun of, except for the fact that he hosts a podcast. <laughs> and then, you, and then sometimes when you're doing interior decoration, designs the layout of the room, the layout of the room. It's not doing too much in, into, not biting off more than you can chew in your homeschool, because, you know, what 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 would it be like to, you know, if you ever tried to, you know. You can email them to help uh, – no. You can email them to homeschool show. Like our mind and our, and our young people's minds are like laboratories. So uh, the parent 
or the guardian, the guardian can really know the child and teach them really well. You know what class he did not skip was uh, analogy class because <laughs> he makes yeah, a shit right. out of them. <laughs> it's all analogies, but he gets so fumbled up with his own words and he, he's got a stuttering problem. Maybe that's why they gave up on this show. You think that that's that's the reason? <laughs> I hope so. I hope he realizes he sucks. Uh, boy, I want to know what video games he plays. I'm really intri- intrigued by that now. He didn't get past Frogger. <laughs> what you got to do? See, the whole map is like a, a museum, and you have to navigate the frog through all the old, boring paintings that have been sitting there for twenty years. Oh. So yeah, this was a whew, this is another tough one to get through. Um, it's uh, a couple weeks off, so it, it felt a little bit better kind of coming into this. We didn't have another shitty one we're coming off of. So no, it's been a little while. I feel like I'm out of the podcast universe <laughs> a little bit because it, I didn't listen to anything I didn't enjoy for a couple of weeks straight. It was bizarre. That's true. I uh, made sure to uh, check out S-Town. I don't know if you listen to S-Town at all. Are you a S-Town fan? I am a huge S-Town fan. I, I completely really? finished the entire thing in one day. The entire whatever, ten episodes, whatever the hell it was. Well, <clears throat> then, Kevin, I have to tell you that you are totally fucking up my next week's teaser. Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead and play our uh, our teaser for next week. I'm in an area that just hasn't advanced, for lack of a better word. I don't have to eat a Tums here. Sorry about that. Oh, it's one of those awful cherry-flavored ones. That would be the first one to hop out. Is your stomach bothering you? <laughs> oh, I have constant acid reflux. You know, I've had it all my life. So why, can you tell me, why did you email me? Well, you know, the original, um, the original reason, which I gave you, was just some of the things I'd heard about. You know, some of the goings on down here. <laughs> I honestly, I have to say, I did not listen to that clip. I just literally pulled S-Town out of my S-hole. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, S-Town is like the biggest podcast right now. It's, it it's is. number one in the charts. It comes from the creators of Serial and This American Life, hosted by Brian Reed. Um, and, listen, I don't personally care about a town in Alabama as much as I care about like say Richard Simmons. So for me, I'm just like, why is this so popular? And apparently people are really into it. So I thought it'd be fun for us to dissect it and maybe, maybe we'll enjoy it. I haven't listened to it all yet. You obviously have. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be interesting to try to review because, because I've heard all of it. I kind of know spoilers, if you will, uh, of what happens. And, uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to try to get through this in a partial way or a impartial, not impartial way. I don't I think was, there's anything that we're impartial about. So I was it's fine. I, I was public schooled, right? I just gotta <laughs> give me point. yes, you gotta give me the benefit of the doubt. So, um, yeah, that should, this should be very interesting. I I actually really really enjoyed this show. I mean, to be serious for a minute, it, it was yeah. very very. Uh, I don't know. There's just something, I guess, about it and, and the way that it kind of, when you reach the end of the show and, and all the kind of highs and lows that it's brought you through, very, very interesting. Probably as gripping as uh, Serial was, which I a lot, I loved that too when it 
the first season anyway. The second season was just kind of okay, but uh, the whole Adnan this uh, thing was was really pretty captivating too. So this was, and I usually don't really gravitate to podcasts like this, but but S Town is a is a good listen. I know I'm saying that before we technically review it for next week, but uh, I did enjoy it uh, quite a bit. This isn't the kind of podcast that I normally listen to. It's not something that I, I care a lot about. I've, I have a lot of things that I like that I listen to. Um, this style of podcast, the true crime, the investigative type of thing, doesn't hold my interest. So mm. I know that they put it all out at once. All the episodes came out, and it's hours and hours. If you're not, if I'm not interested in it after the first 30 minutes, what am I, what am I doing? I'm just going to keep wasting my time and figure out if it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm interested to listen to this and see what it's like. I'm uh, skeptical only because it's gotten so much praise. People are just besides themselves with how great it is. And a lot of times it becomes this thing where it's like, well, I better say it's great too or else I look like an idiot. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested to check it out for that reason. But maybe it's great. Maybe maybe it's outstanding. We'll see. It's just it, it it takes a lot of twists and turns, which is it's not. It starts out, I guess, as one thing when you're when you're starting to listen to it, like what the fuck is this? And then it kind of morphs into a whole different story as it moves around. And uh, it's not really it it isn't a murder mystery. Uh, it, it isn't that. It, it it starts out that way. And hopefully I'm not ruining it for anybody who hasn't listened to it yet, but it, it, it doesn't... Oh, fuck those people. Who cares? Well, it doesn't end. <laughs> it doesn't end in the same place that, that you think it would. Um, and it's not serial. It's not like that. It's the same kind of style um, as far... I mean, that, and those guys are really good. Uh, this American Life and those guys the, that do those, they, they're fucking top-notch. I mean, all the audio cues, all that shit is perfectly... Oh, produ- production's great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is... And that's what makes it so compelling because it's just so, I don't know. I just, I get wrapped up into it and I do like true crime stuff. I mean, I, I was then the type of guy who like wishes that he would have become a detective type of thing. You know, I think it's really cool. Oh, so, dude, if you're not looking for Richard Simmons, then what the fuck's the point? Well, I, don't, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, what other stories are out there? Who cares? I do need to check that one out. I have heard uh, also some good things about that as well, but, uh. Yeah, so, uh, all right, that this should be uh, interesting to, to try that, to... That'll be next week's episode where we'll have the good cop, bad cop episode of WATP <laughs> where I explain to Kevin that it's not as great as he thinks it is and he explains to me that fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, well, uh, I guess we're... Uh, are we good to go? Or, uh... well, you know, it's funny because... When you were explaining what you liked about S-Town, I was like, this is actually a good explanation of WATP. It takes a lot of twists and turns. You don't know where it's going to end up. You know, at one point, you're like, is Nick Cage even in this show? And then he's a <laughs> yeah. major factor in it. Cobra Commander's leaving voicemails. It's it's all over the place. You, you think you're just going to listen to these assholes talking about homeschooling. And then it turns into us talking about S-Town. I mean, yeah. we've. We've really taken people on a journey today. I think we really have. I think we usually do. I mean, I think, uh, you know, buckle up every time you listen to WATP because you don't know what uh, shitty impressions I'm going to be throwing at you. I mean, it's... So uh, please, join us again next week because this might be the episode, and I mean it this time, where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony.
You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.